This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. I'm Alistair Roberts. I'm the Rappaport Professor of Law and Public Policy at Suffolk Law School, and I'm also the faculty director of our Center for Law and Public Service. What I'm trying to do in this article is tell a bit of a story that explains the collapse in public faith in the direction of the country over the last 10 years. And it begins with an observation that if you look at polling data, the proportion of the population that believed the country was heading in the right direction has dropped markedly. And it's not just since the financial crisis. There's been a steady decline in confidence about the direction of the country for almost a decade. There are probably multiple factors, but one of the things I argue is that we might be looking at the long-term consequences of a revolution in public policy that actually began 30 years ago, which I call the neoliberal revolution. So the neoliberal revolution was essentially a paradigm. It's a way of thinking about public policy that became very popular about 30 years ago, and it emphasized the need to reduce the role of government, to put more emphasis on the market, and essentially to allow markets to govern themselves. It included ideas like lower taxation rates, free trade, deregulation of the financial sector, and a weakening of social protections like minimum wage protections or rights for collective bargaining for unions. One of the points I try to make in the piece is that that broad shift in public policy was very popular at the time that it was put into place. It wasn't just a Republican project by the end of the 20th century. Democratic President Bill Clinton also advocated key elements of that new approach to public policy as well. There was sort of a bipartisan consensus that this was the way to go. And it also had broad popular support. People liked leaders who were implementing this policy. But one of the things I argue is that over the last decade, we've begun to see some of the longer-term effects of that broad shift in policy effects that might not have been immediately obvious were becoming more obvious. So, for example, we saw a stagnation in income for the middle class, a reduction in job security for the middle class. We saw an increase in financial instability, that is, an increase in the number of financial crises, and increase in the number of times the government had to intervene in order to stabilize the economy. So these are some of the factors that I argue are essentially long-term consequences of that shift in public policy that began 30 years ago. One of the things that's become clear after the crisis is that there's uncertainty among the American public about what to do. And part of the difficulty is that we're still dealing with the longer-term effects of that shift in thinking that went over three decades. You know, the whole ethic over the last three decades has been limiting the role of government, the idea that markets can regulate themselves. And there's a bit of schizophrenia going on right now in our thinking about what to do after the crisis. So a big example is the notion, well, that one response is to say government should just step back and let financial markets fix themselves, heal themselves, and also that it shouldn't play an active role in stimulating the economy to maintain employment. And that's consistent with the keep government out of the economy idea that's dominated over the last three decades. And a lot of people tend to respond to the crisis in that way. But it's also true that any government that actually followed that advice, that didn't take steps to stabilize the financial sector, that didn't take steps to stimulate the economy, 
would be deeply unpopular. In fact, we've seen evidence from Europe of just how unpopular those sorts of governments would become. And so there's this ambivalence or schizophrenia in thinking about what the role of government should be. And you can see it, incidentally, in other areas. So, for example, when you look in polling about the Affordable Care Act, there's a very interesting poll that was undertaken just as the act was being adopted. This poll said two things, and they were contradictory things. First thing is that the majority of Americans said the law regulated the medical industry, the healthcare sector, too much. But then in a subsequent question, they also said that the law didn't go far enough in regulating the healthcare industry. So there's this sort of basic confusion about what the role of government should be broadly and also in the healthcare sector specifically. I also argue that this emphasis on a retreat in the role of government, that is an idea of making government have less of a footprint on American life, didn't just touch on economic policy, it also touched on foreign affairs. For example, there was a great emphasis in this period in finding ways of reducing the effect of the military on American life. So we saw in this era a move away from conscription to voluntary service in the military. Most people don't usually think that that's part of the neoliberal program, but in fact it was. People like Alan Greenspan and Milton Friedman were actively involved in campaigning against conscription, and they saw that as part of the neoliberal agenda. And one of the things I argue is that because we've shifted away from conscription, because we've shifted toward a technology-intensive military, it's become easier for the federal government to become engaged in prolonged overseas engagements, as in Iraq, as in Afghanistan, even when public support for those engagements has begun to decline. Active public support for a military engagement is no longer essential for that engagement to continue over a period of years. So I would argue that we're actually at a very interesting turning point in history. We're probably ending a three-decade-long period in which the neoliberal paradigm was dominant, in which those ideas about restricting the role of government were taken as conventional wisdom, in which politicians of both left and right essentially signed on to that project and were rewarded with strong public support. But it's a moment of confusion, too. I mean, one of the interesting questions going forward is how far we're going to shift away from that paradigm still very much up in the air. Are we going to see a future in which government has a more active role in different sectors? Is this going to just shake that paradigm in small ways, or are we going to see a more radical reconfiguration of our understandings about what government should do in American life? This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.